0: Good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's good to be back earlier. Really, thank you. It was an amazing uh, summer, and I just want to thank so many people. I want to th- thank our incredible staff and our incredible leadership for just doing an amazing job. I want to thank you. You guys are incredible, and just your, your presence, you still showed up, and you still watched online when you weren't here, and you still gave and everything, and Uh, I just, uh, I love this church. It's great to be back in the church I love with the people I love, and I mean that with all my heart, and just, uh, it is super to be back, and I want to say just thank God for 23 amazing, amazing years, and for those of you that have been here the whole 23 years, if you've been here, you know, 23 months, or or 23 days, or this has been now 23 minutes you've been here, just want to say you're a special, special part of this, And, and I can't wait for year 24, because I think God has more and more in year 24. How about that? Is that good? Does that sound good? All right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as the introduction video showed, there's the three uh, most asked spiritual questions are are, are this. uh, How can I know God's will for my life? How can I be forgiven, and how can I hear from God? And two of those three deal directly with hearing from God. That's how important this series is. We're starting a series today called Listen Up, and I can't wait for this, because I really pray at the end of this series, I pray everybody hearing my voice, and hi to those who are watching online around the country and around the world, that every person is hearing this and goes through this series, that we, that we really hunger to hear God's voice more, and that we really understand some of the ways that God speaks to us more, and that we really are, are, are passionate about hearing the voice of God for ourselves, for our family, and for, uh, and for our church. And that's my, that's my desire because you think about it, you think about this, if there really is a God, which we believe there is, if there really is a God who created us and, and knows everything about everything and knows everything about us and, and is perfectly wise in every decision, knows the most about relationships, knows the most about finances, knows the most about everything. Can you think of anything we could possibly think of more important than hearing this God who knows our destiny and who wants, to, and, and wants us to fulfill that destiny? You know, one of our favorite verses uh, at Crossroads is, is Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, and plans to give you hope in a future. And the good news is God has an incredible plan for every single person hearing my voice right now, every single one of us. But how are we going to know that plan if we're not hearing him? How do we know what that plan is, that incredible plan that God has for us if we're not listening to him? You know, it'd be like this, this incredible tour guide that has has wonderful things planned for us on a tour. And I mean, incredible things incredible things for us to see, incredible restaurants for us to eat at, incredibly fascinating people for us to, to talk to and listen to and everything. How are we going to experience any of those wonderful things that that tour guide has for us if we're not listening to that guide? If we're not following that guide, if we're not paying attention, if we're not doing what they say, if we're not letting them lead us, in the same way, God has incredible plans for us, but we need to be hearing from him what those plans are and following him along the way, or we'll never experience those plans for us. You know, in this series, we're going we're gonna to take a look at, at just, okay, does God still lead today? And if he does, how does he, how does he lead us? What are the ways he guides us? What are the ways that we can hear God? And how about this one? How can I know when it's God's voice and not my own voice, How can I know that it's God, not, uh, you know, and, and not all the other voices around? How can I distinguish His voice from all the other voices that are shouting around? In fact, that kind of reminds me of a story about a guy named uh, Ollie. Ollie was from way up north. I mean way up north. And what Ollie loved to do is he loved to ice fish. And so uh, Ollie got up one, one early one morning and he went out to the, to the ice and he got on the ice and it's still dark outside and he got his ice all and he starts, he starts making a hole in the ice and, and it made, he made a perfectly, perfectly round circle there. And, but he heard this voice, boom, and said, Ollie, don't drill there. And he kind of looks around, he's like, man, he, he's looking around, he doesn't see anybody and everything, and kind of freaks him out a little bit, so he goes a little bit further and he, and he drills, starts drilling another hole, and he hears the voice saying again, Ollie, don't drill here. And so he goes, he thinks, wow, that is really wild, so he goes another place and he, and he drills some more, and, and just as he's about to drill, hears the vo- that same voice say, Ollie, don't drill there either. And finally he looks up and he goes, God, is that you? And hears a voice say, "No, this is Steve, the manager of this ice rink." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we need to know which is God's voice and which is Steve's voice, right? We need to hear what's uh, the the difference there. And you, you know, let's let's start out the whole thing by saying, "Does God still speak to us today?" Because there's some people that don't believe that. Uh, In fact, there's, I don't know if you saw that uh, a while back, there was one of the celebrities on The View made this statement and said that if anybody thinks they hear from God, they're mentally deranged, okay? And so is that true? If they're true, then that's very significant in our life. But if God does speak to us, then that's very significant into our life as, as well, isn't it? Let's take a look, as, as Christians, let's, first of all, we say this, that the, it's a, a biblical fact that God speaks, right? I mean, you can't mention somebody in the Bible that's walked with God that we have record of that, that wasn't hearing from, from God, whether that be Adam and Eve, or whether that be Abraham, or that be Isaac, or Jacob, or that be Joseph, or that be, you know, David, or, or Solomon, or, or uh, you know, I could go on and on, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, you know, any of those, and Peter, Paul, and Mary, and I'm not. Talking about you know for baby boomers the puff the magic dragons ones I'm talking about you know the true New Testament Peter Paul and Mary I mean every single person it seems was hearing from God and so it's a biblical fact and let me ask you this question did the God who spoke so much in the Bible suddenly get laryngitis did the God who speaks no longer speaks um, and then you, you go on, too, that Jesus promised us that he would speak to us. He made a promise, and here's, here's one of those. Jesus compared himself to a shepherd and us to sheep, and he said this. He said, the man, or person, the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his, the sheep, and the watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own name, sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought them to his own, he goes on ahead of him, and his sheep follow them because he, they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Go down a few verses. and said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. How many times do you hear voice and listen and follow, voice, listen, follow, voice, listen, follow? Do you know what that's saying? That's saying normal Christianity should be for us to hear God's voice and to follow Him, just like a, a sheep follows a, a shepherd. That should be normal Christianity, that should be the normal way that you and I live. And John 15:15, 15, 15, Jesus says this. He said, "I, I no longer call you servants." For a servant doesn't know his master's business, but I call you friends, and here's the way I call you friends. Here's the proof in the pudding. I'm going to tell you what I know. I'm going to tell you what the Father's told me, and I'm going to tell it to you. In other words, the proof of the pudding for, for us being followers of Jesus and his friends is because he's going to talk to us. He's going to speak to us. He's going to say things to us. He's going to lead us and, and guide us. You think about the second, the second member of the Trinity is called the Word, Right? Jesus said this, one of the last words we ever have of him, he says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice and, uh, and, and, and opens the door, I will come in and have a relationship with that person. In other words, it's not just possible to, to hear from God. It's absolutely necessary for our salvation, and for the way we live as, as Christians. And then a, a, a few months ago, we did a whole series on the Holy Spirit. And, and and you know, we really just touched the surface on that. We talked about how the Holy Spirit was it came to, to empower us and to comfort us and to help us in, in life. But one of the things that Jesus is very clear on, one of the things the Holy Spirit came to do is to lead us and to guide us. Here again is the words of Jesus. He said, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to, to me by taking what from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said that the Spirit will take from what is mine and will make it known to you. Who does Jesus said, will guide us and speak to us? The Holy Spirit. And here's just a few examples of that happening in the book of Acts, soon after Jesus said this. Acts 8.29. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Acts 10.19. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him... Simon, three people are looking for you. Go up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with him, for I have sent you. Acts 11, there's a man by the name of Agabus that was told by the Spirit that that there would be a severe famine, which there was a short time later. Acts 13, too. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work of which I have called them. That's four times in just a few chapters that are mentioned that the Holy Spirit is directly guiding Uh, believers. Now, imagine this. And remember, the book of Acts was written for this is how you and I should live. This is the way that we should live. And and God is saying this, that normal Christianity, normal Christianity, the way you and I live, should be being led by God, by being led by the Spirit, by hearing the voice of our Savior, by hearing the voice of Spirit That should be normal Christianity for, uh, for that. In fact, Paul says that in Romans 8, those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the people that are sons and daughters of God. You want to be a son and daughter of God, you need to be led by the Spirit of, uh, of God. And let's go back to the view, the person there, if, uh, in that, that I feel sorry for this lady. I really do. Because she says, she says she believes in God. And I cannot even imagine believing in God and not believing this God wants to lead me or guide me. And, and that God just threw me out there and now I'm on my own. I can't believe that. I, can't, I couldn't believe how lonely that would be. How scary that would be. Because I don't know about you, but, uh, but you know we all have big decisions that we have to make in life, right? I mean, think about it. You know, who are you are going to date? Who are you going to marry? Where are you going to go to school? What career are you going to have? Whether to take this job or this job. Whether to take the promotion. Whether to work at home or whether to, to be at home a, 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 you know, a career woman. You know, there's, where are we going to live? Where, what kind of job? What kind of house are we going to have? I mean, there's so many decisions. But I don't know about you, but I also have everyday decisions, right? I have decisions of, of this and that and that. And, and I want this. I don't want to be doing those decisions, making those decisions based on everything I know. I want to be them based on everything he knows. I don't want to go to the figured out room. I want to go to the let God you lead me and guide me room, right? Because one leads to scariness and one leads to, to me making bad decisions, and the other leads to to a much different life, right? So, I, so man, I just pray that uh, that we understand that God is a God who truly, truly wants to lead and and guide us. And here's the thing: we need to hear from God in every area of our life, don't I? Don't we? We need to hear from Him in our careers. We need to hear from him in our relationships. We need to hear from him in our marriage. We need to hear from him in our family. We need to hear from him in our church. We need to hear from him in our business, whatever we do. In every area of our life, it is so imperative that we hear from, uh, from our Father. And here's the other thing, too, is God wants to, wants to communicate with us. First, he wants to communicate with us as a friend. I want to go back to the verse that uh, the Jesus, that we just read, but from the message. It says this I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking or planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. And this is amazing to me that God comes to us as a friend. And what do you do with friends? You tell them what's important to you, right? You tell them little things. You tell them big things. You tell them the things that's most on your heart. You tell them your, your dreams and your hopes. So you tell them your hurts and your pains. You tell them what frustrates you. You tell them what, what, what excites you. You tell them all those things. And that's the way God wants to relate to you, that he wants you to be able to say that to him and him to be able to say that to, uh, to you. He also wants to communicate to you as, as a loving, incredible father. Now, one thing that we know, anybody who's a parent in here, you know this. You want to guide your children. You want to encourage them. You want to teach them. You want to inspire them. You want to warn them if it's necessary to warn them. Because there's all those things. But also, I don't know about you, but for me as a a dad, the, the biggest thing I wanted to spend time and communicate with my kids wasn't just to download information for them or tell them the things that they needed to do. The biggest thing I wanted to communicate with them is, is relationship, right? I wanted to hang out with them. I just wanted to, I wanted to, you know, to, to relate and, and do life with them and that's the biggest thing. And in the same way, I want you to understand, God wants to teach you, God wants to guide you, God wants to inspire you, God wants to encourage you, God wants to comfort you, God wants to warn you if necessary. But the biggest reason God wants to talk to you is because he loves you and because he wants a relationship with you. And that's just a couple of things, facts about communication. The first one is we were created for relationship. If you ever ask, you know, anybody hearing this, why am I here? Why am I on this earth? I- I'll tell you. It's this. God created you to love you. God created you to have a relationship with you. God created you because he wanted to hang out with you. And imagine this. I mean, this is something. I want this to emblazon in your heart. God doesn't just want to speak to us. God wants to speak to you. God wants to hang out with you, you know there was a, a time that I went on a, a, a cruise. It was a, a twelve-day cruise, and I remember that my a, a, a couple of friends and I that the speaker of this cruise. I mean, this guy's this big-time speaker, and he comes up to us, my friend and, I, and He said, "He said, can I can I eat with you guys tonight?" And we said, "Sure." And, and the next night, he came up and he said, can I hang out with you guys again at dinner? We're like, yeah. Can you? And they did this every single night. And, and then we started asking, hey, do you want to eat at our table again? And the thing is that blew us away is this guy could eat with people that we thought were a whole lot, you know, smarter and better and everything. But It blew us away that the, that the, the featured guy wanted to hang out with us. But here's the thing I want you to understand. The God, when you wake up, you know God's biggest heart for you that day? He wants to hang out with you. And hanging out means God wants to communicate with you. God wants to communicate with you. And that'll change your day if you wake up knowing that God of the universe wants to hang out with you and communicate with you. Another thing is a uh, good, com- good relationship requires good communication, doesn't it? We know that in every area of life. We know that if to have a good relationship with a, a friend, with a spouse, with your kids, with your parents, with whatever it is, uh, that, that it needs communication. You show me somewhere there's little or no communication I'll show you probably a bad uh, a bad relationship but you show me things where there's open and honest communication and things I'll show you probably a pretty good relationship relationship requires communication another something else is a good relationship requires two-way communication have you ever seen a, a relationship or even been a part of a relationship where one person does all the talking and you can't get a word in Edgewise, and or the, a person can't get an, the a word in Edgewise. And how does that person who never can talk, who never can speak, how does that person feel in that re- relationship? Something we need to understand is God doesn't just He doesn't just listen uh, or, or talk; he, he, he listens too. And we know that. Probably every one of us know the God listener. We wouldn't bother to pray if we didn't believe God listened to our prayers. We wouldn't pray. But the the thing is too is we need to understand that God doesn't just just listen, he also talks. God wants to talk as part of that relationship as well. God has things to say to us just like we have things to say. And, and, and most, most prayer lives, I, I guarantee, are like this. Most prayer lives are, God, I need this and this and this and this, and bless me, and bless this person and this person, bless this and bless bless the Thank you, right? Just like this shopping list that we give to God, what would happen if we listened to him as much as we talk to him? And this is one thing that I'm, I'm inviting you into my, own, into my own adventure here. Because one thing I am passionate about, I want to hear God more and clearer than I'm hearing in my life right now. I want to hear his voice and be so attentive to that voice and know that voice above anything. And this is my passion. This is my quest. And I invite you on this quest. And one thing that I'm, I'm wanting to do too in my prayer life is I'm finding myself, I find myself do that is just I'm talking all the time. And I want to do less gabbing and more listening. Because I think he has a lot to say, and if I spend more time listening than I'm talking, or as much time, or just at least it's equal time, then I I think my whole prayer life would would change. And I want to hear from him, and I invite you into that journey as as well. God created you, because the Bible says this, be still and know that I'm God, in Psalm 4610. And sometimes we just need to be still so that we can understand and hear from our creator. Another thing is God created you with the capability to hear him. You know, almost every one of us that that are that are here right now, God has given you the ability to hear outward. You have ears. You have things that are able to to hear because there's a a drum inside there that is that is doing hitting nerve endings and things. Right? There's a sensitivity of of nerve endings. In the same way, God has given you an inner hearing. Every one of us an inner hearing and, and a capacity to hear God because it's the voice of a different drummer that touches the sensitivity of a sensitive heart towards uh, towards God. Every single one of us and I'm telling you, it's not just for for you know for, for certain people. God spoke to everybody and every type of person in the, in the Bible. God spoke to a little kid like, like Samuel. He talked to, talked to an old geezer like Simeon. He talked to men and women. He talked to kings and queens, and he talked to, to dock workers and fishermen and, uh, and farmers. He talked to rich and poor. It didn't matter the thing of life. Here's what mattered. We're the person, people listening. That's the people that God talked to. And another thing is God's an excellent communicator. God, God created every form of communication that there is. Every single one. He's awesome at every single one of it. There, so if there's a problem that we're not hearing from God, the problem is not on his end. The problem is on, uh, on our end. And it, don't miss this. God knows how to speak to you. Any parent knows, you know, if you have uh, multiple kids, you'd speak to some of the times you speak to the kids the same. But there's other times you know every single child individually, and there's ways to talk to this child that won't work with this child. And there's ways you talk to this child that won't work with this child. And this is the way you really, really, really get to the heart of this child. God knows how to get to your heart. God knows how to talk to you in a way that you'll understand. God knows to, how to talk to you in a way that you'll appreciate. God knows to, how to talk to you in a way that'll make a difference. So God has not only given you the capacity, to do that, but God is able to speak to you beautifully in a personal, personal way. Another thing is God wants to guide us. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. And, and, and uh, hearing from God requires several things, and we're just going to talk a couple today. And one of them is, is it requires a desire and attentiveness. Have you ever wondered why David was heard from God so much? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was because he wanted to hear from God so much. Listen to some of these from Psalms. Show me your ways, O God. This is the cry of his heart. This is the passion. Teach me your past. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my, God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 31, 3. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me, God. Psalm 43, send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain and to the place where you dwell. David heard from God because he was passionate to hear from God. Samuel said this, little Samuel, he goes, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And can you hear that little kid? Can you just see him with his, with his, with his spiritual ears open and just going, heart beating a little faster, just waiting attentive to hear from God, to let God speak to his heart and to his, uh, to his mind. And there's really two types of... Of, uh, of, of listeners. There's a passive listener. And this is the kind of person that, man, I mean, God needs to burn a bush in order to get your attention, right? God needs to absolutely, and sometimes, sometimes sadly, it takes a tragedy in our life. I'm not saying God does that. Sometimes it takes a tragedy in our life to get our attention and things for God to speak to us. But then there's others who, who aggressively want to, uh, to hear from God. And I thought of, um, you know, I, my, when I was growing up, my dad used to take us on, uh, take my brother and I on hikes just about every week. And something he would do is he would, he would go out in front of us. In uh, part of the hike, he would go and we'd, we'd count to whatever and he would go hide from us. And he'd go and try to, and, but he'd leave little trails for us, for us to, to find him. And sometimes when we were young, you know, there'd be big sticks pointing in a different direction, you know, you, you couldn't, couldn't miss. Then there's other times he was way more subtle, and then other times we just had to look and we had to follow and we had to track him and, and find him in that, in that way, and it was so much fun. And, and I'm so, I think I'm supposed to say this to somebody here, God didn't, or my dad didn't hide things from us, he hid things for us. You understand what I'm saying? And God never hides things from us. He hides things for us. And and but but the reason is there were all these other people walking along and everything and they never found dad. You know why they never found dad? They weren't looking for dad. They weren't looking for the things that pointed to dad. But we had our eyes, our, our, we were so attentive, trying to find where dad was that we'd go, oh, there he is. Oh, there's the there's the sign. There it is, there's where dad is. And you know, there's people, and I'll say this too. Right now, you know, there are radio waves just bombarding this place, going in and out of this place, TV TV waves, everything like that. And there's gonna be some people that go into the parking lot and you turn on your radio and you're gonna hear that, you're going to hear whatever music you listen to, and and why is it, and then there's other people, you're not going to hear a thing, you're going to hear nothing when you get into your car, and what's the difference between the people who are hearing the radio, and those people who are not hearing the radio, is it because the radio stations love certain people more than others, of course not, it's because these people are going to turn on the radio, they're going to go to that frequency, they're going to intentionally turn it on to intentionally listen to what, the the music that's coming down, and these people are, are not, and there's people this week in this room, people hearing my voice, that there's people who are going to hear God today. And they're going to be led by God today. And they're going to be hearing God and leading by, have God lead them this week. And there's others who are not. And is it because God loves some others more than others? Of course not. It's because some are going to be intentionally saying, God, speak to me. And listening in their voice and looking and watching and seeing, oh, there's, that's what God's doing. Oh, there's, God's doing that over there. And listening to what God is, is doing. And the difference isn't what, in God's part, if the difference is our part of, free, of tuning in to the frequency that God, uh, that God has. And, and, and finally, hearing from God requires developing a sensitivity to his voice. Ladies, you're amazing. Uh, you really are. Moms, you're incredibly amazing. And here's one of the things that blows me away about moms is you know your child's voices. You know the voice of your child. And I remember there was this one, one time in a, in a uh, pool, a swimming pool. There's got to be 50 people, and 50 kids screaming and everything in this, in this swimming pool. And all of a sudden, the, the, the lady goes to her husband and goes, shh, shh, shh. And he goes, what? And she goes, shh. She goes, oh, it's okay. It's Ashley. And it's a happy cry. That's not a sad cry. And I thought, oh, my goodness. How can you not only hear your child when everybody, ah! you know, in that but you can also know what kind of cry it is. How is a mom able to do that so amazingly? Because she's so attentive to the voice of her child. She's so spent so much time in relationship with her child that she knows that voice above all the other voices and even what kind it is. I pray to God that our, that our hearing, our spiritual hearing is like that. That God says something and we're so attentive to his voice that we know when it's him and when it's somebody else. We know that it's when him crying, we know, we know what he's saying by just, by that because we're so attentive to his, to his voice. And something to his, um, you know, the Bible says, I think it's in 15 times in the Gospels, Jesus says, to him who has ears, let him hear. And one translation says this, are you listening, really listening? And that's maybe the question that I have for, for each of us, including myself, are we listening? Are we, are we passive listeners that God has to burn a bush in order to, to speak to us? Are we intentionally, every day of our life, wanting, desiring, passionate about being, hearing God's voice and being led by, this, uh, by the spirit of, all, of Almighty God? And we're about to sing a song that says, No Longer Slaves. And here's the thing that about this song is when you think about it, that we're not slaves anymore. We're his children. And God wants to speak to his children. And I pray for two things as we sing this. We have an altar call and, and, and maybe you're here today and you have a big decision to make. And you're, There's some decision that you, that you need God's guidance and you need God's, God's direction in a big way and we just open up that. But maybe you're like me too. That I, I just want to come at the altar and just say, God, right now I dedicate this whole time to you. I want to hear from you more. God, maybe I've, I've not been as passive, you know, as, as active as I want to be, but from this moment on, I want to take the time to listen. I want to be a passionate, attentive listener to what you want to say for me, what you want to say for my marriage, what you want to say for my family, what you want to see for my relationships, my career, every area. God, I open up myself. I want to be more attentive to your voice. If we can stand and sing.